Destroy. Hello and welcome to Whom Pods Destroy, a Star Trek discussion podcast where we focus on the original series of Star Trek from well over 50 years ago. And talking about over 50 years ago, this episode is from the second season. It's The Deadly Years, which is a 12th episode of the second season, and it focuses on old age with my two old cronies here. Graham Sibley. Hello. <laughs> and Terry DeFellin. Hello. Hello, young man. Hello. Hello, young man. <laughs> We're here to talk about the deadly years. We were quite hesitant originally to actually discuss this because it's, it seemed to be a bit of a sort of um, a mediocre episode from, from what we remembered. And it's 55 years ago this was, was, this was broadcast. So you can, you can imagine we're not going to actually remember much of this. You know, I didn't see it in the first time round. Terry didn't see it the first time round, neither did Graham. You know, even though they'll blame me and say that I was there when it was actually filmed. Um, this episode, um, which was written by David P. Harmon and directed by Joseph Pevney, deals with, I suppose, a typical science fiction trope of something affecting the crew. That, you know, in this, this, in this case, is a radiation which actually causes the uh, landing crew to all become really old very, very quickly. Sort of rap- rapid age growth or a rapid aging for the, for the, for, for the uh, landing crew, except for one, one of the landing crew. Um, it's an interesting episode. I think there are some, some good little points that I would like to bring out there. But I want to hear from my two companions here, Terry and um, Graham. What do you think, Terry? I've got memories of not particularly liking this episode. Uh, when it first, when I first watched it, when I first taped Star Trek off the BBC, I watched it quite a few times. But that's because I watched every episode of TOS quite a few times. But it was my least favourite one. I always found it a bit unsettling. I don't know, there's something about it I found a bit creepy and freaky. But of course, I think that's actually what the episode is supposed to be doing. I think it is, you know, th- there's, there's, there's definite horror beats in this episode, I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, it deals with something that we're all fearful of, and that's deterioration, isn't it? Slow, deter- well, in this instance, rapid deterioration. But deterioration, loss of faculties, loss of energy, uh, and ultimately loss of life. Um, and, 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 and it's, it's scary. I think it's a scary episode. Well, it starts off in quite an interesting, scary way with, with um, Chekhov sort of uh, walking into a darkened room and then seeing a prone, dead body. Well, that's great. That sequence yeah. is great. And yeah. the way that those four pillars light up around, mm. the, around this prone corpse is really... Yeah. scary isn't it yeah yeah i mean like yeah, the, the fact that the corpse is prone maps is a little less scary because that's how <laughs> corpses usually are but um <laughs> well unless yeah. it's a zombie movie but yeah, yeah exactly um or a mummy movie but movie. Uh, yeah there are lots of horror beats in this it's very much in the in the style of say an episode like charlie x um that sort of way uh in that in that respect um Lots of feelings of outer limits and twilight zoney about about this about people just getting old uh, before their time. 
Um, but I think the biggest thing for me in this episode is the treatment of aging and about how usually with Star Trek we're used to looking back and seeing how 60s attitudes have changed um, to do with say race and gender but as far as this episode is concerned we're looking at uh, an episode that, that deals with aging and agedness and really just does not put it in a good light at all actually it puts it in a pretty horrific and frankly hopeless light as well um there is absolutely nothing they can do to uh, for, for, for aging and this is the 23rd century when they can zoom across space at, uh, at rates uh, faster than the speed of light and yet they can still do nothing with the uh, decrepitude of age and uh, and that's that's probably and the thing is as well no one no one questions it as well uh no one no one questions it during the episode that 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 there is still no cure for early onset dementia one of the pivots of this story is well, I mean, there are a couple here, but the the other point is is that when you've got Captain Kirk, who's obviously starting to go through dementia, and you've got uh, the not a bad admiral in this case, the, the Commodore, Commodore yeah. yeah, who is quite an interesting character because I think he's out of his depth as well, which is something that we don't usually see in in, in Star Trek in, in this case. As you said, the perception of aging is much more extreme than what we have in our modern era you know because the idea when you get to 60 there you are decrepit and you're you're basically on the scrap heap and uh, dare I say it we're not I'm not that far from 60 I've got another <laughs> five more years to go you know and um and I still feel fairly young so and, and we're in a society where we have a lot of older people now who don't really act the age that when we were young we saw people of that sort of age and I'm sure that probably people that in, in, in the 60s did you know there were people who maybe it was imposed upon them old age is imposed upon you at that time you know that you are on the scrap heap when you get to 50 and 60 you know and it's time to let the younger people come up uh, William Shatner would probably he was in his was he in his thirties? Thirty four. He was thirty four. He said so in the, in the episode. He said so in the episode. So the yeah. characters, characters yeah. I don't know how old William Shatner was at really, that time, yeah. but yeah, he said he was thirty four yeah. the, during the during yeah, during the trial. So yeah, so he would have been. I assume sort of like in 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 Star Trek world, you're probably heading for the scrap heap by about fifty, which makes all of us over here already. <laughs> well, we know that. You will. I mean, it's been, it's been said. <laughs> yeah, so the idea about the future not actually looking after or finding a way to at least alleviate the, you know, the, the issues of ageing is quite strange from our point of view. Oh, from our point of view, yeah. I mean, it's not about... It's, it's more the fact that, that uh, the 60s attitude was that ageing is inevitable, you can't do anything about it, uh, and neither will you be able to do anything about it. it it's it's not even just the the, the, the question that, that they recognise uh, something. It is something that they think, well, you know, why on earth would you think you can do something uh, to, to reverse ageing? And yet, in this episode, they have a scene where they do reverse ageing um, in rather bizarre, bizarre manner. Uh, but that we'll, we'll, we'll get onto that in we'll, due we'll, course. We will do, we? yeah. The reaction to a dead body at the beginning, we said it's like quite a good sort of horror, horror sort of introduction. I thought it was, you know, Chekhov was basically being hysterical. Yeah. You know, because... 
if the idea that like you know aging is in, inevitable dying is definitely in, inevitable mm. you know so you know you should be and i could imagine people who were writing star trek and starring in star trek at the time they they weren't very far away from uh, world war Two, obviously and also, the Vietnam War was going on at the same sort of time, anyway. Well, it's so it's, Ma- it's about the grimness and the horror of old age and dying yeah. of old age. Of like, I mean, so he Chekhov is confronted. Chekhov is probably a character that has 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 seen some death, yeah, um, and has probably seen some unpleasant death as well and premature death. Mm-hmm. But when confronted with a sort of like a a, a a dead old person, which is what old people do, is they die, right? He is, he's, 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 he's frightened and, he, and he's terrified. And this obviously is the hook that is required in order to, to, to resolve the matter later on. And I, I understand that from a story point. But what is it telling you about, about old age is that old age is something to be terrified of. It's something to fear yeah. greatly, yeah. you know, and that's, that's, that's really, it's an odd attitude to have particularly when you're you're you know you have you are currently going through although they may not be necessarily completely aware of what they were going through at the time but would have recently experienced horrific premature death within within everyone who was watching that most people who are watching that lifetime or very close mm-hmm. to the war the second world war hanging its, sh- its shadow hanging looming large over that that generation and 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 that decade and, and so it's a really interesting what what it's saying about how we perceive old age and and death, and that it's something to be terrified of, rather than necessarily, you know, something to accept and acknowledge, which is actually most people's reality, isn't mm. it? We're we're not frightened when we see when we see death, old people die, and so we, we that's not something necessarily we find pe- we can find some peace and grief in that and all of that, but not terror. That's not something no, that, we, no, terror, we, that terror, most people terror. experience, is it? Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's part of the problem with the episode is that is that I think even at the time you would have probably looked at the way that they've written it, the the fact that that Chekhov is is scared, witless by seeing an old dead person, mm. um, and uh, and and it doesn't really seem to chime. I think, no, really, and no. and that's that's. And, and I think there's lots of things in the episode that that are just a little bit clunky, um, and the fact that that you've got this whole idea of the main characters getting old, and this is most of the of the main characters as well, it's left up to the supporting cast to, well, they should be the ones that should be involved in the episode, and they're not, mm. and that's what lets this down. If this was a next gen episode, yeah, this would be all about the people the who ensemble. weren't yeah. affected by it. And, mm-hmm. then, and and you'd have two stories running alongside each other. You'd have all the, the, the ones who were normal trying to work out what's happening to the ones that are getting older. And then you'd have the whole storyline of the ones getting older, how they're yeah. feeling about it. I mean, that. Data would have figured this out in about five seconds, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <It> is, <laughs> so, so that way well, he wouldn't have done. They would have, they would have strung it they out. They would have strung it out for five minutes. Of course, but, but of course yeah. he, he could, with his processing power, what he would have, yeah. would, would have done. And, and I think that's... And, but it would have been handled completely mm. differently, even in the, in the 80s and 90s. If um, it had been an early first season episode, yeah, it, yeah. Have, it might have been handled by the... One of those old phase two were, knockoffs, yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah. And when they, were, when they were doing the... When they were doing the... the um, sorry, I mean, if it was an early season one 
TOS episodes. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when they were sort of like exploring the idea of, a, of an ensemble and, and making Sulu and Uhura in particular a little bit yeah. more involved, yeah. that, that might have been something that they might have looked at. But obviously by that point, it was all about Kirk, Spock and McCoy and that those were the three people who were going to figure this out. Yeah. Um, and it's just extraordinary. Yeah, you've got all of these. It's an exploration ship, a scientific vessel. It's like, well, <laughs> surely you've got banks and banks of people sort of like yeah. who, who probably know an awful lot about radiation sickness, you know, on your and who just don't don't turn up, and these are the shortcomings of budget and the lack of imagination of the scriptwriters. Yeah. If I'm being completely blunt about it, yeah. So for for subplot, you get something that is quickly forgotten or brushed over or or just ham fistedly uh, treated, and that's with the with the guest star uh, Wallace, isn't it, uh, Doctor Janet Wallace. Mm. Uh, and her dialogue with Kirk, which is so clunky, and it, we've seen it before. Basically, she gets all the same dialogue that Ariel Shaw got in Court Martial. It's it's basically, you know, they've just ripped a page out for her dialogue. She literally gets the same lines about how long it's been since they last saw each other. Different numbers, but the same line. It's just, it's it's, yeah. just, it's just a bit lazy, more than Well, this, yeah, this episode... It gets into the formula, doesn't it? Because yeah. we even got a court case. You got a courtroom drama. Yeah. yeah. You know. well, this is an evidence of just how thin the idea yeah. really is, to be honest yeah. with you, because everyone's just like waiting until they can get. This is just selling adverts, this this parts of this episode. So, I mean, so we'll chuck in a love interest here, we'll chuck in a court case here, we'll have a space battle at the end, and then we can sort of string I mean, together. Don't get me wrong, it's great mid season mm. episode because, you know, the, 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 the trailers for this would look great. They would have looked amazing, mm. wouldn't they? Yeah. With, yeah. The, with, with the makeup. And the makeup, all right, all right. McCoy looks a bit like, like Michael Fabrigan uh, halfway through it, doesn't he? <laughs> But it's but he doesn't look as bad as Scotty. <laughs> no, or <laughs> Scotty does look. Yeah, there's a lot of fabricanting going on. Isn't there? No, it does look like fabricant yeah. now. The I was sitting there thinking, who does he look? Like? <laughs> and also, you know, with 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 um, uh, McCoy, uh, the thing is, is that as he gets older, he starts to go more southern. Just like when he when he gets a bit high, he yeah. goes southern as well. Like yeah, in the last it's time. always there. It's always there, just under the surface. Yeah. He, <laughs> This shows you, but, but poor old poor old McCoy. He's always got to put on this front all the way through. He's gone for years. It's, how, it's the only way he can get up to where he is in Starfleet is by being someone he's not. Not yeah. Yeah, you can imagine <laughs> bumping into his old friends and his family and think, "Oh God, who are you?" Maybe there's a thing about people from the southern states in the in, in the 23rd still, century. Maybe they still, maybe still yeah. to this day they say, "Oh, you should lose that accent, mate, because uh, they don't like your kind around here." Yeah. yeah. See, this should just highlight again. It's highlighting all the all the all, all the, the 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 bubbling under the surface bigotries of uh, TOS. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 the rampant fascism as well, and, the, and this obsession with youth, and mm. that uh, youth is yeah, youth virility. is the answer. Youth and virility. That's that's yeah. the thing. I mean, that scene with uh, Janet Wallace and and Kirk in the corridor when and, and so they've Janet Wallace it was in a, re, a marriage with an, a much older man, and yeah. so okay, it this got is quite cool. strange. And that yeah. that scene was very strange, where yeah. she was basically hitting on him. Yeah, and 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 he was like, "As it, what are you trying to do?" And it feels like it's. We have to have some kind of love interest with Kirk, so this, so they, it's a bolt-on part of the plot. Yeah, and in, and they say, well, what we can do is we can make her into older guys. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. And it's really like I don't know. I mean, I mean, at least they they had the sense to sort of like have Kirk just like say 
get out, sister. This is, <laughs> this is, this is not right. Kirk, again, Kirk demonstrating that actually he is an ally of women, despite the fact that yeah. he is, that, that, that he is frequently portrayed as a womanizer. He frequently also empowers women and, 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 and will rebuke and, 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 and turn back if he thinks it's not appropriate. He's, uh, he's, apart from games as a triskelion in which he's, all over, uh, but, but, but uh, hello. Um, anyway, so I think that that that, that was a, a really odd one. But it just—they all feel like like just the classic by now comfortable Star Trek tropes, dramatic tropes. Yeah. Just all dropping in. Someone's had an idea. We should do an episode about people getting about the crew getting really really old. That's a great idea. And then when they actually wrote it out, they thought, great. We just need another twenty minutes of content, and then we have a full episode. And then so they went, right, off we go then. We'll have to think of some other oh, B and C Apparently, points. apparently they, they ran out of time on this, on, on this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. they, you they shooting time? They, no, no. They, the um, actual uh, footage time. Because they, um, so, so the story goes. There was a completely different ending. Um, when, once, um, once Kirk got his treatment, uh, he actually got younger on his way back to the bridge. He went back to the bridge with, with Spock. And was getting older in each cut, going back there. Getting younger in each cut. Yeah, yeah. getting younger. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And um, and, and so they, but and I think apparently they filmed this, but they didn't have enough time for it to be in the episode. So they so they had this shorter version of it because they hadn't calculated the fact that when everyone was doing their old acting, they would be doing their lines slower. a lot more yeah. slower, and all their actions were going to be slower as well. So all the scenes supposedly were extended because oh, of everyone was was being old. Oh wow! And, oh, and so they had to cut things that's off out of it. So that was filmed, was it? That stuff, supposedly right. so. But I, um, be, I wonder yeah. if it's probably knocking about somewhere. If it's been probably, filmed, maybe it might be worth, might might be. Be worth just checking down. Well, it would have made more life. sense rather than him just turning up on the on, on the you know on the bridge, sort of like you know his hair has. Receded at that time because it, when he was getting older, his hair went backwards. Well, we should talk about Shatner's hair. <laughs> I feel strongly that we should talk about Shatner's hair in this, in, in this podcast. It'll be fun. I don't want to leave this podcast without talking about Shatner's hair. <clears throat> because Shatner is obviously, you know, Shatner, I think the stories are that Follically Shatner was wearing, wearing, was, 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 was wearing a hairpiece. Wearing a hairpiece. Yeah. But of course, but he doesn't want. He doesn't want how much how much did Shatner have to do with with old Shatner's hair? I wonder <laughs> during this. You know, I thought that that was that that was an interesting choice. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Is was this before the tr- uh, Trouble with Tribbles? Because I'm just wondering, was that a flattened uh, Tribble that was just? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if because also because it, it it's funny because of course you set it up against Shatner and Kirk in the movies. So twenty odd years yeah. down the line from there, and you're just thinking, well, actually, we're we're about a part in an episode where this is this is actually movie Kirk. This is like Wrath of Khan Kirk. This is this is Voyage Home Kirk, or yeah. this is Undiscovered Country Kirk. And uh, yeah, needless to say, it's like that's not that is not what he looks like. No, no, and that's the interesting thing, I suppose, isn't it? Because w- what it does do is that we have sort of like the producers and perhaps perhaps the contemporary perceptions of age and aging and what aging and age age aging looks like and what it should look like for dramatic purposes but in actuality these guys these people these actors <laughs> they grew up 
they got older somewhat differently. Scotty, for example, <laughs> looks quite different <laughs> as an old looks quite different as an uh, as an older as an older man in the movies than he yeah. does in. Do you this. know what? I I think he probably saw himself in 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 the Deadly Years and thought. Do you know what? Maybe I should should put on a couple of pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe being a bit more rounded. I should enjoy would, life. I, th- a bit I more. think. I think. Yeah. I think my <laughs> life. Yeah. I, I. I think people will be ready for me. For being yeah. A bit more Santa. I mean, you know, it's radiation sickness, which is a withering, dis- you know, yep. condition, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. you could, you know, that's that's I can I can get that. But I like the I liked that was clever. It was well observed. I mean, like the the the, the, the baggy shirts to yeah. sort of like you know yeah. to that that's what people do when they're old. They 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 lose weight and they shriven mm-hmm. away very old fashioned possibly again based upon experience i mean many you know many we you know the 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 pre-war austerity and the yeah. depression and all of that yeah. and then the yeah, post-war yeah. austerity you didn't get people didn't have the opportunity to put on weight because you know food we you know, you couldn't just go out and buy food in abundance you know i mean yeah. then the age of junk food was still relatively new and all of that all of that stuff um, but yeah, I did wonder whether or not Dewan looked at that and said, you know what, I could stand to gain a few pounds, maybe. But, <laughs> but, 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 yes. Yeah. We, we also, we've forgotten about the other crew person who actually died in this mm. episode, mm. you know, um, who was a, a Richard. Um, and I, I don't know. Galway. Her. Galway, that's it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Galway. Because it's interesting because she's. Definitely younger than all of them. She her her aging speeds up considerably. Oh yeah, well that's one thing they they understand about about the disease is is if you've got a really high metabolic rate, then it, it affects you faster. Really? Yeah, that's right. that's that's what they said. That is yeah. what they said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. of course it's just to just so they can have one just vi- get rid of one one yeah. victim that that, yeah. that goes old. So we've quick. got this shrieking hysterical woman. Yeah, and and her shrieking and hystericism is now uh, affecting her, and this yeah. is what happens. And she is right. That's a really stupid place to put a mirror. And it is a stupid yes, place. Yes, it to is. Put. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that mirror wasn't there before. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it there. McCoy just put it there on purpose. It's like the mirror. It's like I guess. It, w- it would have been an interesting turnaround if they had decided to make use of her a little bit more and to actually yeah. have her as the one who was hysterically running out of the uh, of, of that chamber, which of course would have been its own variety of awfulness as well, <laughs> which we wouldn't have wanted to have seen. At least they made the right choice, I guess, in that respect. But it's yeah, but it's just sort of like so. Well, we need to have somebody. We need to have somebody die in Captain yeah. Kirk's arms, and uh, and 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 she gets the short straw yeah. in this instance. Well, Chekhov, he just got poked. All the time, which actually made it. it it's a, a nice comedy. Check, yeah, yeah. It, it is a, a nice Chekhov episode. The the the, the, the interplay with him and Sulu is, yes. is good. It's excellent. It's one of the real highlights of this uh, of this episode. Um, and and it it shows a glimpse of what the episode could have been mm-hmm. if we'd had that sort of dual story go, story line going on. Mm. Um, but of course, it's not explored, which is which is really really sad. Actually, I think. Some of the stronger episodes leave enough in there for you to pick out and to explore. But I mean, this one is quite flat. Mm. It doesn't offer you a great deal. You could have to work hard to, 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 to get anything from it. I think, you know, beyond the fact that people thought that you were past it once you'd hit 60, 60 back in back in those days and you know there's this the story to be told about how people perceive age but really there's not much else going on there that the the nice you know i like commodore stocker as a character yeah i liked i liked that it was the that 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 deviation on the on the usual babmeral trope you know the incompetent yeah. 
incompetent superior officer in so much as that he was incompetent, but he kind of knew that he wasn't up to this. Yeah. And he didn't want to do this, but he felt he had absolutely no choice. He was going by the book. And he was, he was, he behaved absolutely right. I mean, he, he was, you know, under the circumstances, Captain Kirk could not have carried on. And so, and as the ranking officer, you know, then he had no choice but to, but to do what he did. But the inevitability is, is that he's just, there's a reason why he sits behind a desk. He's not up to that kind of work and it's demonstrated. And I think that that's one of the positive aspects of, of, of the episode is that it reaffirms the great goodness of, of Captain Kirk as a character, which as Star Trek fans, I think we can try and be on board with. But it also, um, it was also quite pleasing to see, you know, some humility from from someone from a, from a, from, from a, a senior no officer, arrogance yeah. you know i mean just doing super reluctantly doing what needed what he felt needed to be done um and almost paying the ultimate price for it and i i found that quite refreshing and a nice alternative to the usual badmiral trope yeah i mean this is the second time we've we've uh, had a uh, encounter with the romulans on tv as well isn't it this this, mm. this is after yeah, this is uh, so. It's after Balance of Terror, and it's before Enterprise incident. I yeah. think there's only three, isn't there, with the Romulans? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. The, yeah. So I mean, I watched the remastered episode, mm. and they actually put a lot of effort into actually making quite a good remastered episode. Yeah, yeah. With those sequences, you know, I, I I can't remember what the old sequences were like, and I didn't actually check it down to see what you know what happened with the three ships. You know, um, but uh, you know they they definitely pulled for a type of episode which is, as you said, is quite sort of flat and form. You know, has has a formula. Mm. They did for the remastering, put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's a bit of cleverness in the script, yeah. isn't there? The code two thing, yeah. which is the yes. first yeah. first uh, signs where things are really going wrong for him, and then he revisits code two, and that's yeah. nice. That's clever scripting. <laughs> yeah, and, you know. I, I think. That's that's one of the, the of the highlights of the of the script to me is things like that and also the 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 bit with Chekhov as well. Uh, Harmon, the only other one he's he, the only other episode he's he's done uh, was a piece of the action, um, which isn't a particularly stellar episode, but it does have points in it which are fun as well, mm-hmm. like the, the fizzbin uh, bit. Fizzbin, yeah. Mm. Uh, that's interesting because, of course, that again visually is very appealing, very iconic yeah, episode. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the 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 Kirk and Spock in the gangster outfits. Yeah. And then you've got Deadly Years again, written by him as as you know when they're all old and this kind of st- kind of stuff you make photo novels from, isn't it? Yeah. You know, really, yeah. really, and the, exactly. the stuff that's on the end credits usually that stuff will you know because it, yes, because it's very right. visually impactful. So that's quite an interesting coincidence. Well, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. Maybe that's that's what he was good at. Well, I mean, a general TV screen uh, screenwriter, really. Yeah. I mean, he's, you, he, you look at the list of his of, of the stuff he's worked on, like Starsky and Hutch, Sheriff Lobo, and like all that sort of stuff. Bring back Sheriff Lobo. That's what I say. <laughs> Lobo. <laughs> Lobo. <laughs> Bring back Sheriff Lobo. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, and but that's what it is. I mean, it's a, it's it's a it's it's, it's reasonably well paced given what it is. It's just yeah. it's just it's sort of. You know, it's just all blumped together. They've done a perfectly fine job. It's perfectly serviceable, perfectly watchable. Yeah. Episode. It's not especially offensive unless you're old. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but it, you know, and it, it, I think it's I, I I mean it's quite enjoyable. It's got it's scary. It's got some good horror beats in it. A few comedy beats in it. It's a decent all rounder. Um, and yeah, and it just has this hook, this visual hook, which is which is very powerful. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I still wouldn't necessarily characterize it as you know as a particular classic. No, but it, it's it's a it's amazing when you compare it to what was it fourteen years later, uh, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, um, the way the, the the treatment of age and aging in that. Mm. Yeah, and how things just just are completely different. How it's well, a different world because you don't get there's no because <laughs> it's probably because there's no time, but perhaps there's no inclination. Um, so um, uh, Arlene Galway's um, rapid aging also conveniently means that they kind of skip past her menopause, which might have been an opportunity to do something quite interesting. Um, of course, Wrath of Khan is about James Kirk's midlife crisis. Isn't yeah, it? that's what the film is actually about. Yes, it's about his it's midlife entirely crisis. About that. Yeah, and, and yeah. about the mistakes that yeah. he's made. I mean, look at it—he's got a wall of guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing says midlife crisis <laughs> like a wall of guns. Yeah, uh, it's less expensive than a mistress, I suppose. Um, can't <laughs> afford a mistress on, a, on, a, on, a, on an admiral's salary. I suppose. <laughs> well, funny enough, you say about the Wrath of Khan. There is a connection between Wrath of Khan and this. In his love interest in here. Was originally going to be Camel Marcus. Sorry, I mean, well, no, the character who's here was supposed to turn up in the first screenplay for Ruff Khan was this character. Oh, Janet Wallace. Yes. Well, because yes, she is a scientist, isn't she? Yeah. I suppose. Yes. yes. You know, and they they did a, a bit of an Easter egg in the Kelvin universe Star Trek when uh, Marcus's um, undercover name is actually Wallace as well. Ah, I didn't Wallace. know. That. I didn't put so that together. Little, That's interesting. Oh, there yeah. you go. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. Now that you mention it, when I was watching it, I thought, yeah, this is kind of a bit of a proto Garrel Marcus going on here. But uh, but again, I think that that's also because of the general cutout and keepishness of. Of, yes. of 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 it. Oh, it's Kirk Old Flame. All right, fair enough. Well, we yeah. know how this goes. You know. Where she'll too, she'll soon tell us how long it's been since they last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that that would have been moderately interesting, and and given given the deadly years, a little bit more of a legacy, I suppose. But yeah, you know, well, it has a couple of little beats. I mean, the Corbinite, um you know, device is always course, yeah, yeah. Is mentioned which is it. fun. So, yeah. Again, so the, it does reference a lot of points within. Yeah. If it was a modern episode, with a fan service. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, we would, and we'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, any other last last words on this before we all expire? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our I, last will and testament. It's interesting what you say about about her not having to go through the menopause, but uh, as well, we have Spock here, and. Um, One of the reasons why I think why he's distracted is that because four times a day he's probably going through Pompard. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now that would have been an episode. <laughs> that would have been definitely an episode. Yeah, Spock. I, it, it was. It was. I thought it was well. Good, it was quite good. The, the fact that they had Spock, that who was obviously uh, can age a lot more, and that that helped. I think keep. You know, just add a little bit of extra uh, dimension to it, and the fact that he was he was competent enough to be able to continue working, and all of that was clever. But yeah, there is opportunity. As I mean, these are the only things that you only understand when you start to get older. That they you feel that there are opportunities that they could have explored, and there was time when you consider how much you know that they put into else they put into the episode they didn't need the courtroom scene 
could have probably been maybe a three or four minutes shorter than yeah. it actually was. Yeah. There was time, just a oh, bit yeah. of time, there was. to explore some of the actual realities of, of, of this, which might have, which might have ad- lifted the episode, the story somewhat, giving yeah. it a bit more substance. Which I think, if you think about it, it should have had the confidence to, to, to explore different things at the time. And I yeah. suppose, as we say, we, we look at it now and we think, well, what would this have been like had it been a next-gen episode if it had been Deep Space Nine episode. If it had been an Enterprise episode, mm. what would they have done with it? How would they have handled it differently? And I suppose one thing is, well, the good thing about it is that the fact that it 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 tells us more about uh, our attitudes to ageing because it was made in the 60s and, mm. and, and about what they were doing. And also as well, what they were, who they were aiming the programme at. They were obviously aiming the programme at, at a younger audience who would find the prospect of ageing horrific. Yeah. Um, and it confirmed all their horrors. Yeah, it confirmed them all. It says, here, here is the horror of There's age. nothing there redeemable yeah. about age at all. Avoid That's it. it. Like, oh Spend God. all your money now on these adverts. <laughs> yes. Buy these products to take you off your, the horror of the future. There is, it's a slightly not what you're talking about, Graham, but I will right. refer reference anyway because you mentioned reference. There's a very good episode in the third season of... Um, Enterprise in which um, uh, Archer wakes up every day having forgotten absolutely everything that's ever happened before and he needs to be told what has happened in the last couple of decades Wait, or so. That sounds like, 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 like Quantum Leap. It's well. I mean, when I can Sam doesn't. Sam jumps into new lives, doesn't he? So yes, I mean, there is a bit of that going on. Actually, you know, never being a big Quantum Leap fan, I didn't put that together. But it's it's really it's really good. I mean, I I would probably recommend you track it down. I mean, it's sat in the middle of the Expanse thing, but the way they tell the stories, you don't need you don't need to know the backstory, and and it's a really good and and that talk and that I feel that episode is about. Care, <laughs> care, right. care for the senile, care, care for yeah. the mentally ill, care, care for people who with dementia, and there's a, that. What, that's what the episode is really about, and it's a really nice way of telling that story, uh, much, much better than the Deadly Years. Although it's sort of still, you know, it's not quite the same thing that we're talking about. But mm. I mean, it's it's it feels it's about mental deterioration and how how we manage that and how we do that in in the TOS. <laughs> Is we just lock them in the in a room and tell them to get on with their own cure? Yeah, I, I th- <laughs> figure it out yourself, Granddad. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, no, that's, that sums it up pretty much. It, it is, isn't it? It's like yeah, I, I, I like the way that the, what they've done is they is they have brought what they have done with the with the uh, with the ensemble cast is they is they bring them in just to highlight the difference in age, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. so you need Chapel there. You need Suli, you need Uhura there mm. in, the, in the court scenes as well, and the and the and the yeoman as well, just yeah. to make everyone else look even older. Even, yeah, 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 and that's really works. That's nicely, and yeah. then yes, so gives us an opportunity to 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 get you know stuck into the ensemble and for the ensemble to do a bit yeah. of work, which is if, always if nice. If only they'd had a bit more. Yeah, if only, yeah. if only. But hey, that's 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 the only thing I could probably say that this episode. Uh, Unless you, you you find another uh, subplot to go to go with it, and it's very difficult because the 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 ideas involved in here are so heavy and they, um, and so big that to have a, a an unrelated subplot would just mm. seem really disjointed. I think, but 
Uh, yeah, 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 true. You yeah. really need two plots that are going towards the same goal, don't you? Yeah, um, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, you need to, your your A and your B plot to yeah, yeah. yeah to, but to, uh, and I suppose that shows you the difference between TOS and the subsequent series, where yeah. they would they were, they would have absolutely eaten that up, wouldn't they? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, but um, it, it would have been a very differently handled episode with so you know in in, in late, later on. But uh, but it's yeah, it's as well that they didn't really yeah get on with that. Still think. enough in this episode for it to be enjoyable, though. Especially the ending. I, I, I think, I'm, Derek, you're right. The, the 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 treatment it's got in the remastered version has really does ramp up the the excitement there. I mean, of course, we know they're going to get away from it all because hmm. they always do. But but it is suspenseful it it is and, it's, and it's and, satisfying. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a satisfying way of getting hmm. out there, especially the the the, the code to. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So overall, it was a good episode. But yeah, it gets a thumbs up yeah, for definite, yeah. for definite. And you've you've come out of it actually not being as disturbed as you were in your younger years. By no, this that's true. I do feel as though I've worked through an issue. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, and on that, on that note, we will say goodbye. Um, and so from me, Derek Mantle, goodbye. And from Terry DeFellum, goodbye. And from Graham Sibley, goodbye. Goodbye. We're here to talk about the deadly years. We were quite hesitant originally to actually discuss this because it's, it seemed to be a bit of a sort of um, a mediocre episode from from our recollection. Uh, what we remembered. <laughs> <laughs>